Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris. I'm the artist of Inked April located in Birmingham, Alabama. And this podcast is going to be about all things art. We'll talk about books, invite some artists to interviews, and much, much more. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Art Talk with April. Today, we have Veronica Funk, and believe it or not, this is our second (laughs) recording, and so we're trying really hard to do a great talk for you guys um, and even talk about some things that maybe we missed the first time because of technical difficulties. (laughs) So welcome, Veronica. Thank you so much for doing this again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's it's fun to talk to you, April. So this is good. And I love your art in the background. The way you have it this time is really nice because I feel like I can can really see it, you know. So that's awesome. And um, so why don't you tell us about, you know, where you're located and kind of your beginnings in art, like, you know, your maybe your childhood, how you were inspired and that kind of thing. So I live in Airdrie, Alberta, Canada. So near the Rocky Mountains, I can see the Rocky Mountains outside my window. So that's exciting. It's in the distance, but they're there. We're in the hills. Um, But I grew up in northern Manitoba near the Churchill River. So it was in the boreal forest. But so we weren't past the tree line. We were far north. And there I grew up doing a lot of um, uh, Indigenous-based artwork uh, because of community we were in so lots of weaving and beading and moccasin making but I knew since I was a little girl I've always wanted to do creative things and so my parents are immigrants from South America so my name comes from the Archie comics because that's how my mom learned English and um so I started by drawing the Archie comics that's how I started when I was in elementary school and then eventually I went on I moved to Alberta when I was in senior high and then went to college, Red Deer College, where I took fundamentals of art and design. And so that was in the mid 80s. And since then, I've worked in careers in management and administration, but I always did art at the same time. I was always painting and drawing because I was really intimidated by paint when I was first starting. You know, it took a long time for me to get comfortable with color. I liked drawing, but wanted to paint so desperately. And I only improved by being mentored by other artists, working with artists through like the Winnipeg Art Gallery, because I was back in Manitoba for a while and, and different things like that. So speaking to other artists have been through the years, I've been really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how, I mean, I don't know, just connecting, even just connecting within these podcasts that just speaking to people who are on different parts of the journey Mm -hmm. and hearing their perspective of where they're coming from and what Mm -hmm. maybe what they've been through or haven't been through yet, you know? So it's really interesting because then you start to think about your own journey and where you've been and where you're going and that kind of thing. And it's so inspiring and they always have good um, tips and things and and you connect on a level that really, you know, if you asked another business person or somebody like that, they wouldn't really get it as much as another artist would get it. Especially because 
art is such a personal and vulnerable thing. And business people, they separate, oh, that's just business. Well, for artists, it's both. It's business, home, family, art. It's all interconnected. And and it's important, I think, for it to be interconnected. And I think business should do a little more of that too, (laughs) you know? Yeah, really. Um, So... One of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about was you've had work published in magazines, you've been in many shows, you've got work showing at different places. What is your experience there? I feel like, what is your advice as far as the difference between maybe showing in a gallery or a public space or even sharing online? Well, you know, I've tried everything because I've been doing this since the mid 80s but really started exhibiting and things like that uh 22 24 years ago something like that it's almost quarter of a century now but um and when I started there was no like galleries were the only really space you could exhibit in, you know, the odd cafe, but there wasn't a lot of opportunity for a lot of public spaces and things like that. So uh, the first thing I did was get in a gallery, but, and I've got into markets and I've tried everything. And I found for some people, something like a market is just so valuable. They get lots of contacts, they get, they build up their mailing list, they yet have a lot of sales and same thing with the internet now like some people it's because you do have to pay a commission anywhere between 40 to 60 percent of the sales of your work through a gallery yeah um i have found the most success i've just found markets i was just exhausted and i just didn't want to paint or anything for a few weeks after so i just found that just did not work for me but I love sharing my work in public spaces Mm. and I've been doing that libraries, hospitals, cafes for years. And I've sold a lot of work because I painted well over 5,000 paintings in my career and I've sold tons through public spaces. But I think as an artist, I think it's good to try each little thing. Don't invest a ton of money. I, I think anybody that suggests, oh, you have to spend this much money in order to do this, you don't. <laughs> I don't pay for my web space. I don't pay for marketing. Um, I pay for inexpensive business cards that I include with some of my stuff, but a lot of my stuff goes through galleries, so I don't even need a lot of that. But I don't where I spent money on was my education because I think that was the most important. And even more than learning from people, it was the advice they shared. Mm, and, yeah. and I think that has been invaluable through the years. But one of the things I would say, do a lot of work, like just keep working, 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 you'll get better. Have an, an online presence of some sort. You need a website, you can have a free platform. There's lots out there. Um, get on Instagram. That's a really good platform for visual arts, right? But, and if you're comfortable with Facebook, Twitter, I'm not, so I'm not on those platforms. I've tried and I just, yeah. it just I found it just it depleted me. I just was exhausted by it. So yeah. my main focus is my work. As I had mentioned before um, that I work, I'm a master artist with a group called levelingup.ca. And what it is, is they, it's professional artists that have been in the field for over 20 years that are mentoring new artists or emerging or aspiring artists. Sure. And 
It's just so nice to be able to share the things I've learned and share from the mistakes that I've made with other people. And I think it's really valuable for people to learn that you're not the only one in this boat. And what you have to offer is valuable too. It doesn't mean that somebody's better or worse. It just means you just got to find the right audience, the right eyes for what you do. And and it's going to be different. So you need to put yourself into your work and then you need to put yourself out there, really. (laughs) Get your work in front of other people's eyes. I can't tell you how many times I've met an artist just at a gathering or, you know, just out in public or something and having conversation and I'm like, well, do you have, do you show your art anywhere? Do you, do you have an Instagram? Do you, you know, have a website or anything? They're like, no, (laughs) you're like, what? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Why aren't you sharing? Like sharing is the, is a real, I guess like a hump that people have trouble getting over. It's It's very scary. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, once you get out there, uh, you know, I have had very little negative response on, you know, and if somebody doesn't like my work, they just stop following or don't follow or whatever. They don't usually leave a nasty comment. And, you know, not everything everybody does is to everybody's taste. But for the most part, the arts community is extremely encouraging and supportive, right? it's uh, it, for years, I didn't send out an e-newsletter and um, people would ask me, you know, at a dinner party or an event and say, well, like, what are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. I want to be able to support you in some way, like even to send you a good, you know, comment or yeah. something or share it with someone else who's looking for artwork. So I think you need to get yourself out there. and. Yeah. And kind of harden up a little bit, but at the same token, be yourself, be positive. You know, if you're feeling, you know, not very good one day, especially, you know, we know the last couple of years have been tough. Stay away from it. Like, you know, get in your studio and paint or create something that'll make you feel better than anything. Go out for a walk. Stay away from it. Don't think you have to do this or have to do that. Try something. If it doesn't fit with you, try something else. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took me a really long time to get there where like Mm -hmm. as a younger artist coming Mm -hmm. out of college, you just kind of felt like, okay, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And when it didn't happen and you were procrastinating or nervous about it or didn't know where to start, it was just like, (gasps) like, okay, I, am I going to be able to do this? And then it just sort of snowballs and you're like, uh, and then time passes and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I guess I'm going to, you know, it's never too late. You yeah. know? Something try it again later, you know, yeah. and you'll build confidence. That's one of the things when I started speaking in public and, you know, and that I was so nervous because I'm an introvert at heart. But the more I talked and then people would respond and say, oh, my gosh, I had the same experience or something similar. or I feel the same way. Then suddenly you realize it's really important to share what you do and how you feel about what you do, because there are people that will connect with it. And that's important. Yeah. I mean, even just one person hearing your story and being like, oh, okay, like. 
I thought, I thought I couldn't do it that way. Or Mm -hmm. I never thought about, you know, maybe just not worrying about trying to accomplish something and just working on the art part of it. And, you know, just going through your own journey of, of expression and getting into that good place, like a flow, you know, instead of like, okay, I need to get into this gallery. I need to contact this person or do this, you know, get my website up and that kind of thing. Everything can come in bits and pieces, but one of the most valuable pieces of advice that I got many years ago was pay attention to what draws your attention. And Mm -hmm. that means if you like, you know, cafes, draw, sit and draw in cafes. If you like, you know, trees, draw or paint trees, like pay attention. If something is important to you, home life, that's how I started painting chairs and furniture in my home. And that was my first exhibit. And I think it was because before that I was dabbling in this, trying that, wanted to be a watercolorist. I'm just not, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, try different things. It's fun. And I try these things, but I always come back to acrylic on canvas Mm -hmm. and I just follow that little you know, something, that nugget that just draws my attention and then I focus on it for a while. And that's where actually these project-based works came from is I started, gosh, I think it was 2013, I did my first 52-week project. So for a month, I painted an animal on these, on seven by 14 inch canvases uh, for a year. So every week for a year, 52 weeks. And I was just trying to better my skill set. I was playing with a variety of media to narrow down what I like to work in. And I, you know, and I was just wanting to push myself because I hadn't really drawn or painted an animal since high school and college. And I, it was something I was interested in because growing up up north, you know, part of the teachings were like, pay attention to what animals show up for you a lot because there's messages in that. And so that first 52 weeks project led to another and another, you know, and then my hundred days nasty women project, which thank you for being part of that. It's <laughs> been a few years, yeah. but you know, like, and it just kept leading to, and you know, the portraits came from my youngest daughter saying, mom, you haven't done portraits since college. Cause that's how I got into college was drawing portraits. And I hadn't really painted them. So I did my first 52 weeks heroes project, just different women that inspired my daughters and I through our lives and realized, you know what, there is, there's still inequality in the world. And I want to speak for women. That is something that's important to me as a woman, as a mother of two daughters, Mm -hmm. you know, we have so far to go. There is no equality. There isn't. So, and plus women inspire me and I'm tired of that old, you know, those stories, how women are competitive in that. I don't think so. I think, you know, you might not get along with another woman, but that's okay. That's just human nature and personalities, but women inspire me. I am so grateful for all the women in my life. That is the thing that, and that's continuing on. So my next project is going to be woman's work Yeah. and I'm still looking for women. I'll be starting uh, probably mid-February and then it'll be on eight by 10 inch gallery depth canvases and what I'm looking for is 
couple of pictures and just a story of a woman's work, whether it's a housewife or a teacher or a student or whatever, what they do or what they have done or what they'd like to do, because everything that a woman contributes is invaluable. It is. Yeah, sure. I want to showcase that. Yeah. And so with this women's work series that you're going to be working on, basically you're looking for like photography or like a picture of the person. Yeah, it can be a selfie, can be whatever. One or two, that's great. Yeah. And then you're actually, you, don't you put a piece of their story or something like that into it too? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like people to share with me and because that's what I've been doing. I've been creating, oh, I don't have any here right now, but I've been creating these little blurb books. So this one I was the first one I did, Sacred Vessel. And this just is about wiring artwork and how I connected with galleries and a little bit of everything that I've talked about and written about for many years. Okay. But I create these two for the bodies of work that I create. So, and then I include the stories that are shared with me. So right now, actually February 5th is my opening for the grandmother series that I did in 2020. Yeah. And people shared photos of their grandmothers and stories of their grandmothers with me. I can't imagine that had to be amazing. And especially because COVID started three months in, you know, in Canada into that year. And so it was even more important to, you know, save and share these stories and and pictures of our grandmothers. Celebrate those people. Yeah. And they've done so much, you know, I can't believe what those women had to overcome, you know, (laughs) like we've come so far because of them. Yeah. Yeah. We've come so far, but we're not all the way there. And I think people forget that, you know, they're like, Mm -hmm. they think, okay, well, you know, women aren't staying at home anymore or whatever. And they're in the, the, they're in the workforce and all of that, but it's still kind of not, you know, all the way there. I completely agree. Everybody wants to be in the workforce. That's not fair to push people to do something that they're not comfortable with. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things that, and you've mentioned it, is that you work in series, right? So why do you do it that way? Why do you work in series like that? Well, I've always created bodies of work because that was something I learned in college. Like you don't get proficient at something by doing it once. It's like riding a bike. You got to keep practicing and practicing. And I get better about speaking about the work I do when I create a body of work because I think about it more Mm -hmm. and talk about it more. I can see where something is successful and where something may not be. But I can also, I also learn how to take something that doesn't quite feel right and fix it in some way, you know? So another great piece of advice that I received years ago. So I developed frozen shoulder in one shoulder and then in the other. And it took years of physio and, you know, oh, all sorts of treatment and, and everything. And I'm still struggling a bit with it. So I went from working like three and four and five foot canvases down to small canvases, but at least I can still paint. So I'm really great. An artist told me years ago that I should, she was a mentor. She suggested hanging my work on the wall in Mm -hmm. progress 
because then you can look back and forth, see what's working, what's not working, how, you know, when you're working on something else, you suddenly get this aha moment and you can go back to a previous piece and figure out that's where I was missing something. Yeah. Could be contrast, could be color, could be pattern or whatever. Mm. So now I hang, I prep all my canvases. I've got some little ones here. So I layers of patterns. And then what I do is I now hang all that on my wall. And then as I do each piece, I put it back on the wall as I create each piece. And I think that's really important for me to see because I remember when I did my my first 52 weeks project I just stuck everything in a closet as I was completing each yeah and because and I wasn't feeling confident about it I you know you're vulnerable you're dealing with a new subject matter or a little bit of a different method of working and and hanging them on the wall and seeing that body of work grow I suddenly realized wow this, I am creating something important here. Yeah. And if it doesn't matter to anybody else, that's okay. It's important yeah. for me, right? Yeah. But it did matter to other people. And the other thing, I held myself accountable by posting every Monday the new painting that I created the previous week. Yeah. And people would start saying, if I didn't post first thing Monday morning, people would message me, what's your painting? You know, so it was great for accountability, but also great for the support and encouragement. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I did a 100 day, 100 yes. days in 100 days. Well, that was just crazy I, I I like the idea of doing the 52 <laughs> it's a little easier. I did because 100 in 100 days was nuts <laughs> but it did give me a lot of you know the people online that were following they really pushed me to keep going and I think previous to that I hadn't been creating very much and then it was like I was doing this series and and people online were holding me accountable and so then I was pushed to do it. And then I had, it was like, I had to finish, you know, and the thing. <laughs> yeah. and it was just so, I don't know, life-changing, you know, yeah. to work on a series like that. And I think what you were um, pointing out there too, was that seeing it on the walls, you know, you're able to kind of keep everything consistent and build on like a story or a journey through it and see, see how much you've done and, you know, see how much you've got to go and kind of, you know, bring it all together into a cohesive series, right? And for me, the story behind the work is just as important because I like writing and reading and things like that. So, so when I was trying to figure out what is gonna, my art career going to look like? I love mentoring. Like I love helping someone else. I don't want people to waste money foolishly thinking, well, if I spend X amount of dollars, then I'll be successful. Or if I have this show, then I'll be successful. My first show was amazing. It was on television. There was wow. a jazz band. The mayor of Calgary was there. It you know, Bernard Calibo chocolates, which are like the best chocolates, champagne, everything. Yeah. And I didn't sell one piece from that show. There were 250 yeah. people that came. That was my first exhibit. Wow. And so I have learned, you know, the career, it goes like this, but I think businesses do that too. I don't think it matters what sure. you do. It just, it's just 
the nature of our world. And, yeah. and I don't think it's bad. I've learned to take the quiet times as times for preparation. I carry these little Malay skin books around in my purse or pocket and I jot down notes and write, uh, draw little sketches and, yeah. and see where that, those little ideas start leading me. But yeah. yeah, and you're right. Seeing the work on the wall and seeing that you've actually accomplished stuff, it's a good feeling. Suddenly mm-hmm. you realize I'm not just, just doing this little hobby thing on my own. Like there's, I'm actually doing something that, that matters if not for nothing else to me. Right. It's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. And I think as artists, we don't really give ourselves enough credit for that. We're always looking, well, not always, but a lot of us look for outside validation mm-hmm. and someone buying a piece of artwork and that kind of thing. So the fact that you had this huge exhibition, had the people coming and had all of this stuff going on, that was a success in itself, even though you didn't necessarily sell anything. It was like, now people know you're there, you know, and so that's a big deal, too. Well, that's interesting that you say that, too, because that is the other thing I've learned. Um, and I, and our, another artist told me this, that what happens is you got to be doing the work. And even when there's no, you know, exhibit opportunities or whatever, no interviews or whatever, you got to keep doing the work because what happens, somebody will remember you and come back and you have nothing. You know, if you didn't continue. So and then they won't come back. They, you know, then you'll be forgotten. But so it's just important to keep working. And for if for like I keep saying for nothing else, do it for you and other people will respond to it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about I'm I'm completely going off script. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you feel about art as kind of a way to deal with other issues in your life too, like as um like a therapeutical kind of practice. I know you're a mom and you, you know, had this other career and everything. Like how did that affect your, your work and like, um, you know, your life as far as continuing to do art through those times? Because like you said, there are those quiet times, too, and um, where, you know, nothing happens for a while or whatever. But I make a point of creating something every day, even if it's just to get in and do some of my airbrushing or something. Sure. You know, just to tidy up and set up for my next session. I It's important to get into my studio every day. But I for, at one point, I got became so disheartened because that was... You know, before we really had all this social, well, we didn't have social media really then yet or anything. And where before you could take control of your own career, it was all in the hands of galleries at that point. Things were getting lost, my pieces or damaged, or I wasn't getting paid for work that sold because I had work in galleries across the country. And now I only keep it very close and just a few because I have a little more control over that. <laughs> but, um, I, I thought I, I decided to quit because I had a, a great opportunity for a job in, as in management. And, but I was, I found I was bursting into tears all the time. Oh, I was, no. I, I, and there's clinical depression, alcoholism, suicide, uh, you know, addictions in my family history. And I thought, Oh no, I'm there now. Yeah. But my daughters who are now women, 
um, they were younger than, you know, like middle schoolish. Yeah. And um, I sat at the table and I started eating and I just started crying. And I said, I don't know what's wrong. And <laughs> mom, you just need to paint. Oh, my gosh. Art supplies and everything. And so I started just for me. I decided no more listening to galleries, no more listening to anybody. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. So that was probably about 15 years ago. And I have not looked back since. I create. I know I'll find a place for my work, even, you know, even if I have to look a little longer, like the grandmother's has taken Mm-hmm. Usually I exhibit, you know, shortly after my series is done, but it's yeah. taken over a year with pandemic and everything. And sure. just have patience. It'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's such a powerful story, too, because I think we, you know, a lot of times artists will go through those lulls and you're like yeah. not making anything and you're and then you kind of get to where you're just it's you lose it's almost like you lose a part of yourself yeah. and yeah. that creativity is so important to how you express yourself and get those feelings out and mm-hmm. you know deal with things that are going on stress it just feels good to yeah. make something even if no one in the world sees it. it doesn't matter like i've i've painted things just to decorate my house <laughs> like the stuff back here like doesn't look anything like what i would normally paint but i do all these things just cuz it feels so much better when i do and my husband and i we joke he's like man you get grouchy if you're not doing any kind of art stuff you get really irritable like you've you, yeah. like you've got to get in your therapy basically <laughs> you know and have that you know, get your, get your feelings out and (laughs) relax. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And I took three uh, psychology courses, like I've been taking university courses. So art history I'm taking right now, but so I'm not a psychologist or anything, but it all talks about the importance of doing something physical and something creative. Yeah. And, you know, physical, get outside and go for a walk or, you know, area. something like do something physical yeah. and do something creative. And that is a piece that's missing in our schools. They're, they push oh. the physical, but then the physical becomes competitive. Yeah. You got to stop doing that because guess what? How many high school students actually go on to have a career in? Yes. <laughs> It's not like hardly ever <laughs> so teach these kids how to be healthy and happy and art needs to be on the agenda right from. It should be very important. I think mm-hmm. just for our mental health, yes. especially these days, you know, oh just to gosh. have another way to yeah. express yourself and, you know, it's, it's fun and crafty or whatever, but it it's, it's strange how powerful it is, you know, and how healing it is. I have not felt isolated this last two years because I've been working on these. So this one's called Extraordinary Women. So they're Canadian women that, you know, have helped change the face of our country in some mm-hmm. way. But and then, um, you know, the grandmothers yeah. have made a difference in the lives of us today. Yeah. But I just felt like this connection, plus there's stories people share with me. Mm-hmm. And even with this series, you know, some of these um, 
like they're Olympic athletes and politicians and writers and musicians and actors and some of them have reached out to me, which has been amazing. Yeah. Oh, neat. Oh, that's so cool. They just, I guess, find you online or. Yeah. See and I try through. to take people if I paint them because I don't think it's fair if I paint somebody and don't let them know that I've done this because it gives them an opportunity. Okay. If they don't want to be part of this, they can tell me, like, please remove. Yeah. Fine. I will do that. But typically, what I like to do is put a call out, let people respond. And that's what I did with Nasty Women. It was, you know, a positive <laughs> twist on a negative situation. I was like, ooh, yeah, I want to be part of that. <laughs> and then, of course, now women's work, I'm going back to. Because really, the way that you're. Like, and that's kind of part of your vision, isn't it? That you're, um, you know, bringing in community in a way to create these series. And so it's very relational, you know, and and everyone's Mm -hmm. sort of involved in a way, the people Mm -hmm. that join in and decide, okay, yeah, I want to be a part of that. So then it's like they're part of the whole process. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, um, so what is something like some advice that you would give a younger artist as far as, you know, getting started and um, to keep going? I don't think it should be just for yourself. I think it's important to share what you do with other people. Yeah, so, okay. And there are always local cafes and things willing and libraries, hospitals mm-hmm. interested in sharing people's work. So keep your eyes out appeal for opportunities and just keep working for sure and surround yourself with people that are supportive and encouraging to you sure sure and don't be afraid I think to reach out to those places you know if you see someone who's sharing you know showing some local art you know their cafe or their restaurant or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know just go up and ask and say, cause they'll probably be like, Oh yeah, here you go. You know, we'll take, just let me know. Send me on my email, you know, some pictures or whatever. Or Instagram or something, something out there is really important too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, you get up, once you do it, you, you get over it pretty quickly. I feel like, you know, like yeah. being afraid of doing that. It seems, yeah. it seems like a big deal, but then afterwards you're just like, Oh, okay. This is kind of fun. <laughs> and actually, and it, if you're interested in gallery representation once you have a body of work mm-hmm. just go on to their websites and they'll often have calls for art or artists yeah. sometimes it's a matter of just showing one piece in a group show and that's fabulous I do that in Vancouver all the time I ship work to group shows out there which is very nice for me to have my and then yeah. my work ends up in Germany and England and you know like all over the world which is fantastic you're like this is crazy <laughs> Um, and then do you who is your favorite artist oh yes um so (laughs) we talked about this before (laughs) this is one of my favorite books Georgia O'Keeffe Portrait of an Artist by Lori Lyle was introduced to Georgia O'Keeffe when I was in college in the 80s and then years later I got to see her work in person at the Paolo Carr O'Keeffe's exhibit in Vancouver. I got to watch an interview with her and I just love her tenacity and strength and, um, you know, just does she doesn't accept no for an answer and that I thought was incredible always and another artist this one's Canadian I brought up two of her books 
It's um, okay. Doris McCarthy. McCarthy. And she built her own house. She was out east in Ontario. Built her own house. She what? taught. <laughs> and they're both like landscape artists. And I'm not a landscape artist, really. But yeah. But I just love their use of color and line in their work. And that's what I really like to incorporate in my own work, too. So, yeah, these are my two, probably my two top ones. That's awesome. I love that color. And she art until she was very old. So that's Uh very inspiring for me, too. Yeah, I really like that as well. I mean, not not that I'm super old or anything, but... (laughs) It's just like, um, I guess, you know, just becoming into my 40s and feeling like, okay, you know, it's getting, you're getting into your 40s, you're getting into that middle life. But hearing people, you know, start literally starting later in life, like Grandma Moses, for instance, you know, and you're like, Wow, like what led what led her to be so brave and to just yeah. d- just do that, you know? Instead maybe of saying maybe it's the age, you know, she thought, yeah. what the heck at this point? <laughs> I don't have nothing to lose. I'm just gonna do this, you know. <laughs> so fun. Um, but I love I love Georgia O'Keefe as well, as we've talked yeah. about before. And that book is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually um went and looked on my bookshelf after our first interview yeah. and I was like where is that book and I actually have it as a audiobook now it it is free on uh-huh. if you have a um audible account yeah it's a free book that you can just listen to and it's like 13 hours long but <laughs> when you're creating right yeah yeah. it's so interesting and to be an artist at a time a woman artist in a time where everything is just so male dominated and how she just pushed through all of those things and made this whole career for herself in a time where it was just unthought of you know it's like Mary Cassatt too is one of those artists at that time that was just very you know pushed through the boundaries of you know this male dominated sort of thing and um I'm trying to think who else well, was there? artists are still underrepresented in galleries yeah. to this day it's very shocking and I've been learning but a ton of female Canadian artists that were working in the 1910s and up. We never heard of these before. War, they were documenting like war, the first war and things like that. Like, why do we not know about these women? That's amazing. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is um, when women are mothers, and also pushing that boundary, because I think that um, that's one of those things that I found is that if people are realizing that you're a mother or like you have young children and you're trying to be an artist, it's like there's no way that you could possibly do that. My one of my instructors in college said you can't have a family and be an artist. Yeah. 
And I found out later he had had a family, but his wife left him because he was a cheater, you know. And <laughs> fortunately, eventually the school got rid of him. So that I was grateful for. It. <laughs> what? Having my kids, it was hard when they were growing up. They're now 22, 27, but it was tough because organizing around them. And I'm a, I'm a nurturer and a homebody and, yeah. and I had a hard time leaving them all the time, but it was good. It was good for them to see me, you know, be focused on Absolutely. my career, but not to the detriment of my family. Yeah. But it also, they inspired me like they, inspired me to you know get more vibrant with color even when some galleries wanted me to tone it down and things like that like they were just they were very inspirational for yeah me. I found I find it really interesting to be playful and imaginative mm-hmm. with my kids yeah. and how that just makes me kind of loosen up and not be so serious serious grown up you know and they'll they beg me to paint and draw and stuff like that yeah. and they want to do that and then I mean your children were like mom you need to paint you know yeah. and yeah. Th- I feel like I, I don't understand why that still happens. I think oh, I think it's um, in many careers. As soon as you're a mother, you're disregarded, which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Because I think women, I'm not saying that women who don't have children don't have these skills, but you use a lot of these executive functioning, multitasking, organizing things that you you it's like you level up in, in life and you're like having to take on so much more. And then you're also, you have these little young creative beings who are just discovering life, right? Like they're just discovering the world and how inspiring that can be for a person. That's for sure. Help me see the world from a, through a different lens. Yeah, yeah. And not to take myself so seriously sometimes. And also they taught me when to say no to people. Like they've been like to this day, they say, you don't have to put up with that mom. You don't talk, block them, block them. you know, yeah. like, oh, thanks. I tell my mom that too. I'm like, why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Um, so um, where can people find your art? So I'm in some galleries. I teach online. I do have some of my um, things like, I know I showed you this before, my little bees. I have little yeah, I love things. That. I love that. But everything's on my website, yeah. uh, where I'm teaching, where my work is available. Okay. My, so this was the tarot deck that I made. And I oh, yeah. consider it more of a like an inspirational yeah deck, you know where you pull a card for the day or whatever so this is one of my heroes paintings oh. so what I did is I incorporated several different bodies of work so and then my first 52 weeks project the oh, wow and and then I did a series of wildflowers and oh, yeah, I've got some of my canoes in here, but, but yeah, so this is a lot of people like getting these because they're beautiful. My work, yeah, in a, in a little package. So yeah, so that's <laughs> so I have everything. I've got my links to my the, this deck, links to my books, links to the galleries, and links to awesome. this team with leveling up as well. All right, I'm starting a new session of leveling up in March. 
Okay. And um, so it's small groups, about like maximum eight people. Mm. And I've been working with artists from around the world, which is very cool. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to see these artists take, because what I really like to focus on is, okay, you've got some work together now. What do I do with it? Right. How to create a statement and a bio and yeah. a website and things like that. How to connect with galleries or markets or whatever. So just to, and, and what's so nice is these groups meet mid month as well. So I meet with the monthly for two hours and then they meet mid month. And then there's other different panel discussions and stuff and how they become you know enmeshed and support and encourage each other that oh, is awesome so wonderful yeah it's been yeah. amazing oh and i feel like all artists need that you know that's so important to us so yeah. if anyone's interested in the leveling up you said march yeah is my next i'll be starting okay. my next session so it's not open for sign up yet but it'll open up i think next month so okay and then yeah. February 4th, you're having it. Was it February 4th? Yeah. You're having the exhibit? Um, yeah, the exhibit. And actually, I just got an email from them yesterday. And because of COVID, uh, again, what we're going to do is they usually do an art talk at the exhibit reception. So, what they're oh, going to do okay. is do a Facebook Live. So, that's through nice. the Lake Center. Yeah. And you'll find information on my website as well. But uh, that's for the grandmothers. And so they're going to do a live at two o'clock mountain time. Oh, nice. So I could could join that. (laughs) They'll do a little tour of the exhibit. And so what they what we've done is we're doing the portrait I painted, plus the print up of the story and some of the photographs of each of the grandmothers. Oh, wonderful. That is that I've got to do that. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for doing this all over again. And you are just amazing and so inspiring. And so I I think I think you give some life-changing advice, you know, having your experience and everything. So um, I really appreciate it, Veronica. Thanks, April. Really good to talk to you again. Thank you for listening to Art Talk with April. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe.